To start it off real quick, just to kind of talk about some of these movies. And I know this took a little bit of time just to do this, but I appreciate you guys uh, being patient and doing this. I got to go to the wheel, man. You got, I got to go to the wheel to kick it off. Are you guys ready for the wheel? Ready for the wheel. Go. All right. This is my TED talk about MCU phase three. <laughs> Thanks for coming. All right. So first off, uh, let's, let's rock into the wheel names, y'all. So. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names! Okay! And uh, yeah, you guys are obviously lucky contestants, man, tonight. So. We are. <clears throat> I put myself on here, too, so you guys don't feel like I'm, I'm cheating. So It's we'll going to fall on you. You know that, right, Teaser? Stop. Just stop. Don't say that. It's not gonna. You it's know, not gonna it's happen. It's going to. It will. Watch. No whammies. No whammies. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna spin the wheel, and let's do this. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Oh god damn it! Oh! <laughs> you're such a jinx, man. Oh. If I could only do that with the lottery Bro. numbers, man, that would be amazing. Oh man, you're the worst. <laughs> Caesar. Super, uh, anyways, superpowers. I can <laughs> so, see ten seconds into the future. On the wheel, we have all the movies in Phase Three. Oh, I'm not, not going to repeat them again. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Let's see which one we get to nitpick for like a couple minutes first. Uh, you guys ready? I'll just spin yeah. it. Ready? I'll I'll do my best. Do a thirty second challenge on it, and let's see what happens. Ooh. Okay. And, They're all and, good. Uh, all right. And I got the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's I feel like this happened in, in our last show. Like the movie that. Yeah. You know what? Let me just get into it. <laughs> all right. Somebody give me a three, two, one. I'll do my best. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is a little bit more about uh, the background of Peter Quill, about uh, the Ravagers, about why Yondu uh, did what he did. You meet a lot of new characters. Uh, You see the Sovereign for the first time. Uh, You get a little more about the relationship between Gamora and Peter kind of developing. Rocket Raccoon, uh, all this other stuff, and I, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and all this other stuff. <laughs> that was great. It's, it's a lot of shit going on, but um, yeah, that, 
you know what else can i say somebody else fill in some stuff about this uh this is easily my least favorite movie of phase three wow I agree. hot take i know it's not hot it's agree i agree with you completely yeah i i, I can i i understand i've been in this conversation many times i understand a lot of people really enjoy this movie there's a lot of stuff to take away from it uh but mm-hmm. for me personally i really just don't like michael rooker and his expanded role in this movie just really kills it for me as well as some of the jokes like the jokes go on for way too long and it it ju- they just don't land for me like the the first time i was like oh no is this what's happening is uh when the the sovereign show up on that hookerbot planet and uh <laughs> their their red carpet gets stuck and it goes on for way too long where they're trying to unjam the carpet and i like uh it, it was just such a tacky joke and it it went on for too long like so many other ones like the the taser face joke i get that james gunn really just kind of hates the character of taser face and he wanted to make fun of him but you don't need to make it like three or four separate jokes hmm. yeah um what do you think Raul? you know what uh for the end credit scene alone it, it was okay. I mean, it was entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it. And but that Adam Warlock introduction, mm. um, just that alone did it for me. Did so, you see who's playing Adam Warlock? Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, I, I I did read it. The kid with the eyebrows, essentially, is the way everyone remembers him. Something is it Will Poulter or something like that? I believe That's that it. is his name, yes. Yeah, Will Poulter. Yeah. Uh we're yeah. we're the Millers and uh Maze Runner and all that. Um yep. he was originally actually cast to play Pennywise in the the It reboot, but mm-hmm. uh scheduling conflicts and delays caused him to get recast. Oh. Yeah. Um yeah I'm 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 a, I'm on agreement with you guys. I think, uh, well, I don't know. It is fun. I, I agree with you on that part, Raul. But uh, there's something about it, man. It doesn't hit like I feel like it doesn't hit every note as well as the first movie did. Oh, definitely and, not. Definitely did not hit all the notes. You know. Well, I think part of that is the fact that they re they do like two story beats from the first movie over again. Like in the first movie, mm-hmm. Rocket learns part of a family and then in the second movie he learns to become part of a family and it, <laughs> like and Drax like I, I like a lot of what they did with Drax as far as like giving him a, a sense of humor and like he's found his place in this new family but it is overdone at times too like when uh randomly Mantis wakes him up in the middle of the night and he's like no I will not have sex with you the thought of make being with you that way makes me sick and then he gags mm-hmm. for like five minutes and it's like Okay, we get it. So a, li- yeah. a little bit on the overdone part. On, yeah, on a lot like of I said, the, the a lot of the humor is overdone or just really juvenile. Like I, the first time I saw it, I compared it to an episode of Family Guy, where uh, Family Guy does a lot of at least back when this came out. Uh, Family mm-hmm. Guy, their their thing is they try to loop around to the point where a joke becomes funny again. So like, there's that. Mm infamous scene where peter's like running home and he trips and falls and he just ah 
yeah. ah, for way too long and it just keeps <clears throat> going and the, it like for some people it becomes funny again but for other people it's like oh my god is this ever gonna end yeah. right no i think um just in general for me like if I were to sum like summarize it a little better than my 30 second challenge, because I was trying to give some more info on the movie, but I think just in general, it spends too much time on ego in a way. And that kind of takes away from the movie. Um, and I get it. You know, it's Kurt Russell. I get, you know, that he's in the MCU and he plays Peter's dad and they want to explain all that stuff. But I feel like it spent too much time on it and it kind of takes away from everything else. The one thing that people might like about it is that it still has great music. So I'll get, I'll give it that. You know, the soundtrack is still really good. Yes. Yeah. Or my my question for for Raul. um, So how did you feel about them changing Peter Quill's lineage uh, or father lineage or whatever um, from being Jason of Spartax to Ego? Well, you know, Ego is is an obscure character to begin with. So the fact that they made it like more out there, I mean, literally out in space and a, a, a character that is definitely more out there it was you know like in all the 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 movies all the little tweaks they've done i think in general most of those tweaks have worked to their advantage a lot of the purists you know that come from uh, a comic book background may not agree with all the little tweaks that the that the films have introduced into the in, into the general public and there's always going to be a discussion, you know, uh, the, the, the comic book person is always going to say, well, it's not like that in the comics. And a lot of people don't like that. But so far, I've enjoyed all the films. I've enjoyed most of it. Uh, there are a few things here and there that uh, kind of bug me. But uh, in general, uh, I'm OK with it. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be the same as the comic. Otherwise, it's not interesting because right. then you've just you've you seen know. it before. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why the Winter Soldier works so well is that it is a pretty good adaptation, but they change it up a little bit because it's Hydra instead of just Russia. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's fine overall, but uh, they basically made Ego Jason. They just got rid of the whole Spartax subtext yeah. where he's a yeah. prince of yeah. another planet. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, I'm trying to keep it. Let's see if we can keep it to five minutes. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. With some of these films are going to be harder to do. I'm going to procrastinate so hard, but I'm going to I'm going to go to the back to the wheel, man. And uh, let's let's go to the next flip. Are you going to get a second? You going to go twice, or did you take your name off the list? Oh, I'm, I'm going to take oh, my name man. off if, uh, no, if I win already. You... Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you just As the host, a terrible you just idea. The rules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, going back to the wheel. For the next movie, let's see no, what it's going to be. Says Raul. <laughs> it, yeah, says, it all says Raul. <laughs> um, <laughs> next movie, let's see what it's going to be. Ooh, my man. Okay, my man, Captain America: Civil War. And uh, let's see who's going to tell us what it's about, man. 30 seconds. I I get to choose if it lands on me. I'm just saying. (laughs) Here we go. Ooh. (laughs) You had a 66 chance. That was fixed. (laughs) That's what you get for saying it was going to be me before. That was fixed. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, Raul, you have uh, you're gonna have 30 seconds uh, to do Captain America Civil War. Tell us what it's about, and uh, whenever you're ready, let me know. I'll give you a three, two, one. I'll let you cheat if you have to cheat. It's okay. Let me get my thoughts. Captain America Civil War. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Go, right. go, 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 go. Three, two, one. T minus 30. Okay, seconds. so it's Tony Stark and and uh Steve Rogers, Captain America, and they're on opposing sides of a new law or a new proposal of a law that is trying to register all the superhuman powered beings around the world and they just see it's like ah, they have conflicting interests (laughs) that was terrible (laughs) that wasn't too bad yeah could have been worse like honestly i thought it could have been worse but uh Man, you know what? Like, I read this when it came out, the comic. So, uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about the the actual, you know, film. Um, you want to kick it off, Raul? Oh, you know that 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 one scene where it's Repulsor against Shield. Mm-hmm. Man, that 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 whole fight scene is like right out of the comic, and I was loving it. I I was watching, it and I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. It almost seems like there's this one scene just taken directly from the comic book panel and onto the screen. And man, did I, I enjoyed that. Uh, nice. Thoroughly. So kind of like, yeah, like you saw that in, in civil war and it kind of like struck you and kind of made. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that. like, man, this is right from the comic and this is nice. I, I really nice. enjoyed that. Nice. What about you, Josh? So I, I really enjoyed Civil War. I don't think it's as good as The Winter Soldier uh, mm-hmm. because I do feel like it kind of rails a little bit to do the Civil War storyline because uh, when the movie was first announced, I was like, how are they going to continue the story of Bucky because they're supposed to be hunting Bucky and doing whatever to like redeem him. And they they did it so well because it's it's kind of the the, the Bucky story sandwiched over the Civil War story. And you also get the, the character introductions of T'Challa, uh, which re- Chadwick Boseman, rest in power, just that that was a celebrity death that really hit me. Um, then you got uh, the introduction of Spider-Man that happened like midway through production. And like, mm-hmm. I remember that trailer broke the internet. Yeah. Um, just so everyone's like, oh my God, did you see Spider-Man? Um, but overall, like, I, I think it's fantastic. And I, again, like, one thing that really gets overshadowed in all of this is the fact that you have the introduction of Baron Zemo and he mm. is, he is arguably like a top three villain in the MCU. And it, it's, he his plan works and it's just, it, it is a really solid movie. There's a few gaps in there storytelling wise, especially with like Tony, not telling Peter, especially Peter as a minor as like what, why they're fighting. And he just he doesn't bother like signing Peter up with the accords before he brings him into the fight either. So it's really just it's a lot of flimsy things. Like when we if and when we talk about homecoming, I actually have a, a fix on that that I'd like to get into. Um, but yeah. if we get to it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you, man. That it, it is. Uh, I really like Civil War a lot. It's it's got a lot of higher rewatch value because of the introduction and the characters. 
um, especially if you're like a comic book fan or, or seeing them bring such a monumental character into their universe is pretty big, a big deal. Like you said, uh, with Spider-Man and Black Panther. Um, yeah. And echoing your sentiments on Chadwick Boseman, man, rest in power for sure, dude. Uh, it, it hits me like I, this is the first time I think I rewatched Black Panther all the way through since he passed because I just couldn't watch it, dude. It, it hurt, you know, I got that guy mm. uh, passing away like that. And um, but it, it's yeah, it's a uh, it's a great film. And a po- I, like I like to say popcorn film where sometimes the uh, the body of work gets you vested and entertained enough where you can kind of overlook some of the little flimsy things like um, story-wise that you'll enjoy it um, in that, in that sense. And yeah, it's, it's just dope to see that like another kind of comic booky scene where everyone's kind of running at each other at the yeah. airport and about to fight. It's, it's pretty cool to see that. So, yeah, I remember when the reviews came out and they were like, Oh my gosh, this, this fight scene is probably like the greatest thing that Marvel has produced since Iron Man. And they weren't necessarily wrong. Yeah. My favorite scene, one of the scenes I'll say real quick that always gets me in that film is the uh, the kiss scene shared between uh, Steve and uh, Sharon. And you see Bucky and, you know, uh, Sam in the car. And uh, the, the, just the nod afterwards. The <laughs> nod, <laughs> that gets me. And then the Queens and uh, Brooklyn fight between uh, Spider-Man and Cap. That, that always gets me too. He's like, hey, where are you from, kid? he's like queens and then he you know he kind of says yeah brooklyn and he you know walks away it's pretty dope and again last week we were talking about how i would fix uh the winter soldier even just a little bit which would be putting sharon carter yep. in black widow's place which again pays off that kiss even more uh yeah. so like just yep. the chemistry there is just so shallow yeah that's true all right man i'm doing i'm doing five minute quick takes on these flicks Unless I mean, someone has something to take an hour real quick. with 10 or 11 movies. That's all I <laughs> <Yeah>. got. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, let's run it. We've taken two movies off the board so far. I mean, why do we even need to? We don't even need to spin it. It's my turn, right? Is it, is it going to be your turn? We'll see, man. Do, do you want <laughs> next? I mean, you <laughs> yeah, both of you have yeah. gone. So, I mean, the, the law right. of averages yeah. means it's me. We'll see what the wheel says. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's spin it. At least Guardians is off the board. I don't have to worry about that one now. Ooh. Ooh. I'm okay, okay. with this one. Interesting. Okay. So let me uh, switch to the other wheel here and uh, see who it's going to be. Gee, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I wonder, too. I'm just going to show it real quick and see what happens. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of a cough, and I I had to like almost die with that. <laughs> Only name on the wheel is going to be Josh for this one. <laughs> it so can I use, can I use this time to add on to my thirty seconds? Sure. Uh, why not? And. <laughs> Josh, you're the winner. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. And whenever you're ready, uh, Raul, you want to give him a three, two, one? Sure thing. You ready, Josh? Ready. Three, two, one. Marvel seconds. fucks up by ruining Carol Danvers' <laughs> origin story. Done. Oh! <laughs> 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 That's okay. <laughs> I got- 
Uh, this has never happened before, so I'm gonna fill in some of the blanks. Ten, <laughs> Josh, seven, I can't even do it. I'm just still laughing. It will <laughs> be a 30 second laugh track. Uh, I love Captain Marvel. I love Carol Danvers. I love Brie Larson. I am a Brie Larson stan. Marvel fucked up with this movie in a lot of ways, mainly by taking away her memory and making her a Kree soldier that's like I don't know who I am I don't know where my pa- where my path is I have to go rediscover it randomly on a mission that I was assigned that just so happens to end up with me on earth random happenstance like Carol Danvers is one of the coolest characters in the Marvel comics universe and Marvel went let's make her a blank slate and mm-hmm. it kills me because like there are moments in this movie that I really enjoy but it all comes back to the fact that she has lost her memory and it ruins so much of the character for me. Damn. What about you, Ro? Well, yeah, definitely. That is something that detracts from, well, if you come from a comic book background, it detracts from enjoying the movie. This is the movie that I think I least enjoyed of phase three, but yeah, that whole losing the memory. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I would fix it, but I'd like to see a different version. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I think the easiest way to fix it is to, if you really want her interacting with Nick Fury, you you just have to go full origin story on it because that's what kind of what they were trying to avoid. But it's, Marvel keeps falling back into the origin story tropes anyway. So have her wake up immediately after the accident. And she, it's about her learning to tame her powers. She can still right. be Carol Danvers. She's still into uh, whatever grunge, 80s, 90s, punk, pop, grunge, whatever music. Uh, but like, let her still be a character too because one of the things that um, is interesting about Carol in the, the comics is she's a big Star Wars nerd. And mm. you can you can play into that. Like She now has these powers and she, like she's a person and they kind of take away the person in the movie so it 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 really just again it like and what raul said is is perfectly true because my wife loves this movie like it's a top tier marvel movie for her because she she does love brie larson she loves the character and she thinks they did a really good job and like she is fully entitled to that opinion i don't agree but Mm -hmm. i think it's it's just because again i think there is something better to be had yeah for me uh real quick that um it's like one of those where situations like i told you before uh josh where um i really wanted it to be so good like incredible hulk like i wanted it to be so good that's how i felt about captain marvel and then it just kind of never caught on even as a film even though they changed the story um let's say you you're not as vested in captain marvel as uh maybe a regular comic book reader might be who knows the origin story um it just there's something there to me that's just not never really caught in the story itself um and yeah i, I agree with you completely if they would have just done the origin like go from that point on show her how to use her powers and stuff like after the accident i think that would have been a lot better than what they did um you know but then again you get the whole mcu thing where they're trying to con- have some story continuity in the larger scope of things which might have screwed this film up i think no way you so. know what honestly i think that uh, the studio just had too many options for Carol Danvers because Carol Danvers goes through several stages of being, you know, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Uh, then she she does lose part of her memory when she interacts with Rogue 
and Rogue steals her, her powers. Uh, mm. Then she becomes binary. And then there's that whole uh, cosmic binary uh, storyline. So there's a lot to choose from. And I think that's where the studio said, you know what? Let's just concentrate on one of these storylines. And that was a disservice because they're like, you know what? Let's just do whatever we, we want with the character. Mm. And I, yeah. but, but because of the fact that they had so much to choose from, they were like kind of floating around without a, a, a true direction or objective until someone said, hey, you know what? We have to make this uh, character interact with the rest of the MCU. So let's do mm. this, this, and this. Gotcha. That's how I feel. Yeah, oh, it's the Superman conundrum. How do you make a character that's so powerful interesting? And again, you you show off their human side. That's that's my stance on it anyway. Hmm. Yeah, good point, man. Uh, all right, Captain Marvel in the bag. Back to the wheel, gentlemen. Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right. Is it going to be uh, Raul or me? Let's see, man. Let's see what's I mean, we, all three of us have gone. Shouldn't I still be on there? I can go back to back. You just went. Do you, do you really want... Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? I am going to put Josh back all, on there. Yeah, he, all three of us he, have he gone. Let the clock, now... <laughs> he, he let the clock burn for 25 seconds because <laughs> he hated Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I did not say I hated Captain Marvel. I just said more, it, you, just it's kidding. the 30 I'm second kidding. synopsis, man. We're going to tell your wife. <laughs> it is a big point of contention that it's it's aggressively average. <laughs> it's aggressively average. All right, here we go. I'm going to spin the wheel to see who does uh, Ant Man and the Wasp 30 second challenge. I didn't look this time, so. Uh, this is going in order, isn't it? I guess I, yeah. Where, where's the random? Uh... You know, that's let's see it. You know, I can see the results here. So far, it's just following the pattern here. So uh, yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't do any cheating there. But uh, all right, thirty second challenge, Ant Man and the Wasp. I just need oh, three, two, one. Jo- if Josh wants to hit me with a three, two, one. Uh... <laughs> three, two, one, go. All right, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we're back and we get to experience Scott Lang some more in his place uh, doing his thing because he's on house arrest and he's almost off house arrest. But uh, Hank Pym and Hope are trying to get uh, their mom back from the quantum realm. And they know Scott can help because he's been there. And we get to meet more funky characteristics from these characters. Uh, we see Ghost. Now, Goliath, uh, and it's a lot of fun. That's all I got. Forgot about Walton Goggs, man. Walton Goggins? Wally Goggs? Yeah, man. He's he's so good, man. I love that guy. Uh, But yeah, what did you guys think about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, I do love Scott and Cassie still, uh, going back to our talk about Ant-Man in Phase 2. but overall, I think I think it's again a fine movie. But um, Luis steals the show with the truth serum bit. Um, that's that's oh, man, a joke that went on for a while, but it was still it was really fun. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. That, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie too. 
What about you, Ro? What do you think about <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp? Where's Scott Lang? Oh, you mean emotionally? <laughs> okay, uh, so we go. Uh, yeah, and they show him with the wig at the at the jail uh, in the prison. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny, man. Raul, do you remember Ant Man and the Wasp? Okay, or what do you remember? About- I, I gotta t- I gotta tell you, I, I I saw this film once, and I haven't seen it since. It, it, wow. And it came out and. And it's I like, can't uh, say I really blame you. It's like it's uh, fun, but it's not like impactful. Right, yeah. right. It, it it it's not like let's say like Black Panther. I mean, I've seen that several. It was it's it's part of the MCU. It's the universe. So, all right. Which I I will say that to uh, Ant Man's credit, it does detract from the whole like oh this is a world saving event like. Yeah, if if Walton Goggins' character, what is his name? His character's name Sonny, I think. If Sonny mm-hmm. is able to get a hold of the building, he's able to monopolize or uh, sell off quantum whatever, uh, quantum fuel. And uh, but again, like it's it's all it's a lot smaller scale. So like it's not a world-ending issue bringing all these storylines together. It's just one guy wants to get to make money off the quantum realm. One guy and his daughter want to bring their uh, their, his right. wife and his, their mom back sidetracking here Hold i on. stepped away for a moment because i wanted to show you guys that you see that i have one of the i have a i have a 5.5 graded yeah okay First hey, i just i just had it near me so i'm like oh i'm gonna yeah, show this off 5 is not bad and that's awesome uh, that that's mine the, the mm-hmm. one that that i had when i bought it as a kid nice that's awesome so i had that graded and came back and uh now it's a threat <laughs> <laughs> man dude that's I'll trade crazy. you a five point awesome. five and twenty bucks. And, and twenty bucks? <laughs> hey, doesn't sound like a bad a bad deal. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, Raul just shared a, a Miss Marvel comic that he had graded. Miss Marvel number uh, one graded uh, CGC seven point five. Nice. What year is that? Carol Danvers on there. Carol Danvers Miss Marvel, not the Kamala Khan. This, yeah. Right. Right. This is nineteen seventy seven. Damn, bro. So what? Do you like ten years old? Uh, yes, exactly. Ten years old. Wow, Raul's seen some shit, y'all. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> but re- real quick, yeah, like um, I I'm, I apologize right now because some of the audio was a little jarbled during during that, you guys. Uh, so I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, but yeah, the film is like definitely smaller scale. It's not as epic uh, as some other MCU movies. Um, it is fun for like like the Louis stuff and like the the vehicles shrinking and getting bigger, the building shrinking, getting bigger. Yeah. That whole tech use of, you know, PIM tech, you know, is pretty cool. Um, but it's definitely story-wise. Yeah. Not as big, not as impactful, except for the, the whole quantum realm part that you end up, uh, you know, seeing towards the end, which ends up coming into play in the MCU later. So but that's really right. about it. That's, all, right. that's so all I got next, next wheel. Uh, that was, that was actually, we actually finished that one a little bit early, like 15 seconds. Nice. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're making progress, dude. There you now go. Now we can carry that over, right? It's like a mobile plan. It's a mo. Yeah, uh, we're we're carrying extra minutes over. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. Next, then. I Might think that's well. fine. Again, most people know the spoilers. Yeah, and I think we I, could I do the whole thing fine. together. If 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 I'm being real. Um, all right. Let's uh I'm taking my name off, guys. Sorry. I just I just did it again. <laughs> and you know what? 
Uh, let's see who does it. 30 second challenge. Uh, there it is. <laughs> this is like my second least favorite uh, phase three. Oh, oh. Whoa. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go, man. 30 second clock for you. So I got 25 seconds banked, right? I can use 55 seconds, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> All right. Okay. Whenever, right, so whenever you're ready, I'm, let I'm me know. I'm doing a 30 second challenge on uh, Spider Man Far From Home. Ready when you are. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. T minus 30 seconds. Marvel makes the worst Spider Man movie since <laughs> Amazing Spider Man 2. Uh, but has a really good villain and Mysterio and also with some uh, good subplot stuff with the elementals. We're also pulling off Sandman, uh, Hydra Man and some other cool stuff. Um, yeah, it's not very good. Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, he does not like Spider-Man. I, I like Spider-Man. I just really not the film. Again, like in most MCU things, there is good stuff in it, except for like Thor: The Dark World. Uh, yeah. There's good stuff in it. It just they fail on the delivery because for whatever reason they have to do things a certain way. And with uh, Far From Home, it's the idea that again, no one else puts two and two together that Peter is Spider-Man, oh. even though a Spider-Man like hero is now wandering around Europe and, and so is the class. <laughs> yeah exactly just like in washington yeah, dc yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no one's putting that together like that's that's not a coincidence um i do want to bring up one thing really quick though that i caught in, a, in my rewatch in my homework uh when peter and mysterio are introduced for the first time in that underground bunker shield thing um talos who is disguised as nick fury is talking about how mysterio is from earth just not your earth which if he mm -hmm. was nick fury he would say our earth so they kind of gave the game away right there oh. but because we're not really thinking that he's a, a scroll which we didn't even talk about yeah. in captain marvel uh a, a scroll uh posing as nick fury which uh, again his his whole mission that he was supposed to be doing was just delivering the sunglasses to peter give him the glasses and go back to nick fury and he ended up having his own mission where he ended up making Nick he ended up making Nick Fury look like a complete idiot. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Really true. Yeah. Without getting into specifics of when this story takes place, um, which is kind of difficult not to, because it's supposed to happen after the events um, of uh, Avengers: Infinity War. I I grew up reading Spider Man a lot, and I'll say that for me. It isn't as good as the first Spider-Man movie, but I still feel like it's fun for the just being able to see Mysterio in live action. That to me uh, is what makes that movie enjoyable. Yeah, because I, I love Mysterio as a villain. Uh, what do you think? And, and you you, you kind of got glimpses of Mysterio like in the nineteen uh, what was that nineteen sixties animated series that mm -hmm. he was really cool then. But I did really enjoy the live action Mysterio and. It really came to light that how powerful and how dangerous he can really be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of yeah. get that in the comics, not so much in the animated series, 
But in the film, you're like, holy crap, if, if, if he really, you know, put his mind to it, he could really mess people up. Yeah, big time, man. I agree. Um, so that's, what it's I, that's cool. what I like. Yeah, go ahead. No, nah, it, it is cool, a little bit cooler than the original origin of Mysterio where he's like a special effects guy, you know, uh, doing all this stuff where he, he actually works uh, for t- worked for Tony at Stark, you know, and uh, made the <laughs> what is what the barf gl- uh, glasses that Tony called them, and he got mad about. <laughs> so I love I love Jake Gyllenhaal too. So it, it was fun, man. For me, it, it was fun. It's not it's not the best Spider Man movie by far, but like I said, for me, the the highlight of that film is Mysterio. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Mysterio yeah. is great, and I, I love the the bar scene afterward where he's. Uh, in the like actual Mysterio getup minus the fishbowl, like he, they took off the armor and he's just in that green, like striped spandex. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And he's like, and that's how it's done or something. Yeah. Hall hams it up really well. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that to me is a highlight of that film. Um, other than that, yeah, it's not, it's, it's kind of like uh, they, they were going for a European vacation. But it, I don't think it really ever captures that feel. Um, the National Lampoon. And then teasing ahead to No Way Home, it it ends with uh, Peter's identity being revealed to right. the world. Yeah, which yep. was cr- obviously a, a direct lead up to uh, Doctor Strange. Now, um, yeah, but it, it but was that's for next week, and that was kind of shocking. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of shocking. All right. So nice. it did have the shock value, and it and it did uh, hit hit it on point. But yeah, as, as far as like the whole film, eh, yeah, yeah, I, that that thing that Josh mentioned, that was one of the first things that that I noticed about the film. It was like, how do they not know that Peter Parker isn't Spider Man? And not only that, but going back to the original. Uh, Sam Raimi movie where mm-hmm. he did he does he's fighting Flash in the hallway and mm-hmm. uh, he does like he's standing perfectly still and he does a somersault in the air like and then New York gets a new superhero it's like how do they not know it's <laughs> Peter Parker one of my favorite YouTubers and uh, like non-indie podcasters Mr. Sunday Movies has a really great video about how many people Spider-Man has revealed his identity to and that, that high, uh, fight scene with flash in the, the first movie is he's, he slaps like the counter up to like 25 immediately is really funny. <laughs> yeah. How how are all those people? How do they manage to keep that secret? I don't know. <laughs> They're just really dense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, man. On to the next one. On to the wheel. Let's uh, let's see what's next. Do, do. Oh, Black like Panther! Only... Black Panther, oh. man! All right, I think I've got uh, like a thirty. Yay! percent chance it's gonna be Raul who has to do a thirty-second challenge on the Black Panther. Uh, whenever you're ready, man, let me know and I'll hit the clock. Okay. Three, two, one. Uh, go ahead. Just do it. All right. Three, two, one. Okay, so we see T'Challa as the king taking over the, 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 the mantle of the Black Panther, which is a title. And uh, we see 
more of the inner workings of Wakanda and how uh, the uh, the Black Panther Seven. is elected or Six. chosen, Five. and Four. we see the backstory Three. to that as well. Two. There, One. that's it. Mm-hmm. Zero. All right. <laughs> Nice. I know I left a lot of things out, but yeah, yeah. But it it was good, man. No, that was that was good. Uh, good enough to explain a little bit about it. Um, Josh, what did you think of Black Panther, man? I loved it. Uh, I love any movie that really kind of um, uh, amplifies the uh, a cultural history. Um, this this movie is very much Ryan Coogler, the director's uh, love letter to African culture. And mm-hmm. uh, like, there's so many little things in there. Like when they're raiding the casino, uh, you can see that uh, Okoye, um, T'Challa, and uh, what the heck is Lupita Nyong'o's character's name again? Um, Nakari, N- Nakia, Nakia, Nakia. Uh, so Okoye, Nakia, T'Challa, <laughs> Nakia. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just messing they're, around. They're wearing like the it. color. They're wearing the colors of the Pan African flag and like there's just so many little nods to the those sort of things in the movie and uh killmonger is such a good villain because he he kind of isn't a villain it's it's his methodology that makes him become the villain um if you weren't so ruthless in his idea of like cleansing the world he he would actually kind of be a good leader and he wouldn't necessarily be in the wrong and the, the cast is fantastic. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, he's mm-hmm. fantastic in everything I've seen him in. Um, the only issue I have, again, as like a fan of the comics, is I really wish T'Chaka, uh, mm. Black Panther's dad, T'Challa's yeah. dad, um, I wish they would have made someone else his dad because I don't buy that guy as having been a Black Panther. Um, I, I'd like my, my dream casting of T'Chaka was Ernie Hudson personally, but I don't mm. know how well-rounded of an actor Ernie Hudson actually is to pull off that Pan-African accent yeah. or Joshi good actor, accent, man. I believe is the, yeah. the dialect they use. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, what'd you think, Raul? Oh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, just because of the fact that they did go into, you know, the whole, uh, process of how you become a, you know they they gave a, a good explanation they they mm-hmm. gave a, a, a story and you, you know what though the 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 tachaka the, the father figure i i think honestly could just be anybody and uh during the the i guess the what do you what do you call that when you go back in time and flashback um, scene yeah the flashback scene it could have mm-hmm. just been a young athletic tachaka not necessarily the tachaka that you know mm-hmm. the dad we could have seen the tachaka that uh the young tachaka and maybe just showing his his young tachala uh what it means to be a black panther so i mean uh, yeah i see what you're saying <clears throat> sort of like uh uh a, a, a simba and the the mufasa, um, the mufasa moment yeah. yeah yeah no i i man um i love black panther too man 
like I said, it, it was hard for me to watch it after what happened, but I really dig the vibe that Coogler put together in the film. You got that 90s West Coast vibe uh, when they did the flashback scene. You got um, almost like the coming to America vibe when they sh- get to Wakanda. You know, it's just oh, yeah. a very <laughs> epic yeah. showing you, which is great to me. Historically, it's great because sometimes showing people and I know this is a fictional universe and it's a fictional place in the world, but there is places outside of our country that are just as big and, you know, important, you know, that, that uh, I think is very dope to see in the way it was done, even though it's fictional, it's something that should uh, resonate with people in that sense where you see Wakanda and you see how, how advanced it is, you know, and to know there's other places in the world outside of the U S that are just as advanced as just as, you know, high tech um which is dope to see in this universe they also did a fantastic job with mbaku um otherwise known in the comics as the man ape yeah because that is an extraordinarily racist archetype right there that they (laughs) turn into an amazing character yep Yep. like they they turn him into like an actual like protagonist and like uh, I, I identify as straight i don't mean to make mean this is like a oh not gay kind of thing but like Winston Duke swoon. I that is that is my man <laughs> crush right there, Winston Duke. Uh and yeah. he, he just has so much charisma as Mbaku and it's fantastic. I I saw that too as well. Um that's one of the things that I I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know who's gonna be the next Black Panther, but I was like, I it could be Winston Duke, man. I'd be happy. Just telling y'all right I'd now. be all for it, man. Like Winston Duke, uh, he he has that charisma and they did a really yeah. good job again of like, I don't know if they're maybe setting him up to become a villain, but mm-hmm. uh, he he has a role in Infinity War and Endgame after this. And he Mbaku seems to be kind of a, a hero or like a lieutenant now for yeah. T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of just great story uh, happening in this film. And I think that's what makes it also uh, special. You know, just kind of the Killmonger to me is... An amazing villain. He in his introduction is almost to me, and it's I know it's not like some people might get mad at what I'm about to say, but the introduction you get from the Joker in the Dark Knight, to me, I put Killmonger right there as as far as an introduction to a villain in a comic book movie. It's just really great. Uh, I think it's one of the best scenes. Um cinematically I think spiking the coffee the thing. I think him spiking yeah. the lady's coffee is a little overdone. Uh, like I get it. It's the fact that he's like it's showing that he's thought this out and he has planned out all of these steps. Um, yeah. But oh, I, I I feel like that one is was a little like I don't know that that one just felt like a, a little bit of a stretch. But overall, I, I mean, this is a fantastic movie. It's a top tier Marvel movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Agreed. Dope. Uh, we got three left, man. Uh, we're almost there. Uh, you know, actually four if we're counting the Infinity uh, Saga itself <laughs> at the end. But uh, as far as the actual films themselves, uh, I'm going to spin the wheel. All right. Yes, I've been waiting for this one all night. All right, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, let's see who it's going to be. It's going to be me. Uh, I was waiting for somebody to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while, but uh, we got there. Here we go, man. 
Oh. Oh, sorry. Max. You want to see who it was? You sure you want to see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it's Raul. <laughs> Raul, uh, 30 second cop down, uh, 30 second challenge for Thor Ragnarok. If you're ready, let me know, man. I don't even have much to say, but go. Three, two, one. T minus 30 seconds. Okay, so it starts off with Thor being, uh, I guess, uh, trapped on, on another world, but he doesn't have Mjolnir with him, so which makes it a little bit more uh, more difficult. And then uh, he gets, uh, I guess, transported to uh, a gladiator world that he, where he has to fight uh, the Hulk. And then he goes to fight his uh, quote unquote sister Hella. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice. That was uh, you know, you got you got a couple of punches in there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <Thor. laughs> what do you think, uh, Josh? Do you like Thor Ragnarok? I really like Thor Ragnarok. Um, I still don't think it's like a perfect Thor movie, but with what Marvel has done with Thor, I think it was a really big breath of fresh air and then they also implemented the uh world planet storyline yeah to go along mm. with it which again made it fun but i know there are a lot of people that are upset that we didn't get a proper planet hulk movie but again as we did in the like the trivia uh section like you you get introduced to taika waititi as korg which mm. i i will never not laugh at the moment where loki disappears after having like a quick conversation with thor trying to like scheme a way out for him and Korg mm-hmm. just comes running in off from off screen, like piss off ghost <laughs> ghost. And just, like the ghost, the, the ghost has been gone for, or Loki's been gone for like a few seconds. So like he, and he just goes, he's freaking gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm one of, I'm one of those people that, uh, cause I'm like such a Hulk fan. Like I, I've said before, like that, you know, the way they use the planet Hulk storyline kind of, I didn't like it, but you know, what are you going to do? like based on the rights and stuff that they're probably allowed to do certain things uh, with the Hulk. But yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see some of Sakaar in a way. That's a prequel that would be great to see, you know, the buildup of the Hulk and how he got popular on Sakaar. Uh, see him fight Beta Ray Bill would be actually pretty dope. To you, have know, seen you just, instead of you fighting just Thor. Hit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hit my, my main, the highlight for me was, that Easter egg of Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. when they're doing that zoom and he, he's like part of the tower and he's got like a giant statue made out to him or just his face. And I'm like, when I saw them, like, oh my God, is, is Beta Ray Bill going to be in this movie? Like, I was just so hyped. But no, I, w- I would have <laughs> liked it. Yeah. I would have liked it a little bit more. If, if what you, just like what you said. If we could see like a fight scene between Beta Ray Bill and Hulk right before the Thor fight, man, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Uh, speaking I mean, of that, though, sorry. Uh, speaking of that, real quick, um, really wish the trailers had not spoiled the Hulk reveal. I think that would have been yeah. really good. Even if they just said like, "Oh, hey, he's on Sakar," like, yeah, maybe people would expect the Hulk. But it, if once you get that moment where Hulk those doors. You could, could you just imagine the audience reaction? Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, it'd have been a big pop, man, for sure. I'm like, oh damn, it's the Hulk. Like, yeah, it would have been awesome. Uh, he's my friend. He was friend from work. That's you know, it, I'll say this: that Thor Ragnarok is great. That they it kind of gave them a little bit of reinvention with the character and played more to the the talent that I think Chris Hemsworth has with comedy uh, in a way. So you got to you got to show more you of that. Play a himbo like no one else. <laughs> yeah, man. But you get to see Doctor Strange. You see Loki. Uh, you know Hela. Um, you know a little bit of uh, Hemdall. In there as well, kind of trying to save the people from Asgard or As Asgard, uh, <laughs> like me and Josh were saying last episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's a fun popcorn movie too, man. It's a fun flick, and the the soundtrack's pretty yeah. good too on there. So and yeah, uh, it, it's definitely uh, it's one of the more fun filler quote unquote episodes of the MCU. Um, it doesn't necessarily play too large of a role in the grand mosaic of the mcu other than like it gives loki a reason to get the tesseract so that thanos can get it in the next movie and Mm -hmm. uh it but it's it is fun like you can't say the movie isn't fun in a vacuum like against any anything else like just the movie in itself if you sit down you don't know anything about the mcu you don't know anything about uh like these characters you just sit down and watch this movie it's fun Absolutely yeah, fun. Sure. But one thing I one thing I didn't like was the reveal that Hela is Thor's sister. Oh yeah. I, I, I think there's a workaround that it it worked um within the context because like Loki hasn't had a love interest that we've seen on screen. So like making her Loki's daughter doesn't really work. Right. But mm. yeah, I, I would have just preferred that she would be an independent character and not connected to Thor or Loki. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. They could have done Um, it. It does kind of, it does kind of replay the, uh, the storyline between T'Challa and T'Chaka as well. Where like, Oh, my dad kept a secret from me. Now I have to make up for his, his past sins. Yeah. Yeah. Sins of the father. That's right. All right, man. Nice. Two left. You guys want to paper, rock, scissors for these last two. You got one to do. <laughs> it's you and me. Yeah. Yeah. Roll, you fell yeah. for his tricks. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. El doctor. Doctor Strangero. All right. No, no, it wouldn't be extranjero. It'd be extraño. Extraño. There you go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so damn, Raul did two back to back, man. Sorry, Raul. That that did happen. Uh, that's okay. But uh, all right. Let's see who's gonna be. And now he doesn't have to do another one. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. No whammies. Saw you. It's gonna be you. Oh no, if it's slowing down too much. Josh. Oh man. 30 second challenge on Doctor Strange. This might be the the first one tonight that I have to do all 30 seconds. Give a good one. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, let me know. Uh want to give him a three, two, one, Raul? Three, two, one. T minus 30 seconds. Dr. Stephen Strange is a pretentious asshole who ends up <laughs> getting into an accident that makes him no longer able to be a doctor. He seeks out a mystic. 20 seconds. 
uh, alternative to modern medicine to help him fix his hands. But instead he learns that he has a different path from being a doctor to becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. He has to stop some zealots from taking over the world and bringing the world into the dark universe, I believe is what it's from with Dormammu. Nice. Yo, that was that was nice. Honestly, that was really good, man. Yeah, this is a really good uh, improv practice. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, man. That was really good. Um, out of the, I think that's one of the best ones so far tonight, man. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange, man. How okay, Raul? You've been a comic fan forever. How was it for you seeing a Doctor Strange movie for the first time? I I really enjoyed it. I really, mm-hmm. I, there's only one, well, maybe a couple of things that I can criticize about the film. Uh, but the, the, the first and foremost that really irked me was that, okay, uh, he gets into the accident, he goes to Nepal or the foothills of Himalayas uh, looking for the ancient one and how to fix his hands, blah, blah. And then he finds it. He and then, hey, you know what? He becomes a student, and it seems like a week has passed that he's studying magic, and all of a sudden he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, wait, wait, how how long has it been? So I I would have assumed that it takes like years to become even an apprentice, and I know it doesn't work for the continuity of the film. But I, I would have liked they did one of those cheap, you know, 70 years later, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he becomes, you know, the, the potential to be Sorcerer Supreme because there are other people that have been studying their whole lives to be Sorcerer Supreme. And he can't just come in and jump into the, you know, into the line. I don't know. There's just something about that that kind of gives credence to him being a pretentious asshole, as just so (laughs) eloquently said. Uh, So does he have a reason to be a pretentious asshole because he's so good at whatever he does? Or is he like human like the rest of us? Or he was just predestined to be you know, Sorcerer Supreme or whatever. That mm-hmm. that that was the main thing from this film that I that irked me that I didn't like. But everything else, even uh, who who was that? Uh, Tilden as the ancient one. Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Uh, even even that whole because a lot of people didn't like that, and it's like, yeah, you know what? She was all right. She was all right. Uh, yeah. Only because she had played the Archangel Michael in the movie Constantine with Keanu Reeves. That's the only way that I accepted her as the ancient one. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's uh, all very valid. I agree. Um, I, I I did. Honestly, for the longest time before they ever made a Doctor Strange movie, when we were first getting Iron Man and we were getting like Thor and Incredible Hulk and all these, you know, phase one movies, 
And I and I remember turning to my wife and I was like, man, if they ever make a Doctor Strange movie, I want Jim Caviezel to be Doctor Strange. Because I always thought he had the perfect oh. look after seeing him in the in the County Monte mm-hmm. Cristo. I was like, dude, he looks like Doctor Strange in that movie. So I always thought, you know, he would be a great one. But man, Benedict Cumberbatch is is pretty good. Uh, he killed Doctor it. Strange. He killed it, man. Yeah, I couldn't uh, be upset at all with that casting. And it was fun to see, man. It's a fun, fun to see, um, you know, the way they did the origin story and uh, kind of just that different aspect of, you know, Marvel and seeing it cinematically, like the whole uh, magical realm and mystical realm of uh, Doctor Strange, you know, showing the different um, uh, universes like that, you know, the ancient one explains to him when you see that scene, right? And he goes through all those different universes and then, you know, he comes and pops back in his seat and uh, Mordo's like, I don't know, his heart's going kind of fast. And she's like, uh, he's OK. And then she sends him boom back again through the astral uh, realm and, you know, sends his his astral form back through all those universes is such a great scene. Uh, it's pretty dope. That was a really and good scene. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the visuals are great in the movie. Um, so I don't, I don't know about Dormammu being a giant you know so much as far as like that part but a giant sound wave <laughs> yeah it's not as bad as galactus no, I, and fantastic was... four but yeah it was it was no, cool because uh, he has been depicted just as a big I, face I, right i i liked it i liked it but i did not yeah. like the galactus version <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah. anyone that did that like the giant cloud uh galactus yeah that was terrible yeah man like the Silver Surfer, though I don't care. I like the Silver Surfer in that movie. Uh, Morgan Freeman does the voice. Lawrence right? Fishburne is the no, voice Ma- in that Ma- one too. Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'd buy the Morgan Freeman voice too from him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. It seemed nice, like a man. documentary. Uh, anything else to add, Josh, on Doctor Strange? I know you did the thirty um, second challenge. I, but... I, I think the the final fight is probably the most unique and maybe even the best in the mcu like just i've come to bargain like they're not even fighting it's uh, a completely different take on the final battle uh mm. formula for a movie um but to raul's point i don't think that strange becomes the sorcerer supreme because they put the the eye of agamotto back on the the thing and mm-hmm. they they talk about how there there's only the one sanctum left and there's no sorcerer supreme they're gonna have to work together to uh make sure that uh, the dark dimension and other realities don't infringe while they try to figure it out. Uh, I think he does get this. He does get gifted the sanctum pretty quickly because he he defends it against um, Caecilius and his minions. Right. Uh, and then the the ancient one shows up and she's like, "Oh hey, uh, they just murdered the other guy. You want the job?" And then they just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm, I'm just saying that it, it just he he learned everything too quickly. And yeah, well, he said he, had a, surgeon and, he but, said he had a photographic memory, which is how he was able to get like his doctorate right, and I, something else at the same time. Yeah. So like once he was, once he got the hang of the the mystic arts, he could kind of just keep doing it. I, yeah. I don't know. I that's that's one of the 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 or the areas of the storyline that uh, even even with the photographic memory. Um, yeah. No. It, it, it's basically just them. It's it's a, an excuse for them to be able to wave away a training montage essentially or have a faster montage that doesn't take place over the course of years which to your point it yeah. probably yeah it probably should have uh, yeah. all right uh i'm gonna do spider-man homecoming real quick 
Um, I'm not it. even gonna do the wheel. I'm just right gonna now. do. I'm gonna just Don't do a thirty spin. second con. Yeah. <laughs> all right, just give me give me a three two one. I'm gonna spit. I'm not even prepared at all. So uh, just give me three two one, and I'll do a Spider Man Hulk. All right, you ready? Three, two, one. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear the clock, but you probably can't. But anyways, 30 seconds, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming, like he's coming home to Marvel, everybody, to the MCU. Uh, this is a love letter to some of the 80s movies of John Hughes. It is a high school movie. It is, um, you know, seeing Spider-Man in a different light. You don't get the origin, but we kind of know uh, what he does. And seeing him fight the Vulture, man. And uh, the way they explain the whole um, cleanup done after avengers it's pretty dope so that's my 30 second challenge it's done already all done done 30 seconds spider-man homecoming very nice what'd you guys what'd you guys think all man? right do you guys like it well it, it was it, uh, yeah i i yeah i enjoyed it uh but i gotta tell you the the whole vulture and you know where i'm going with this uh-oh oh no <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, Raul. Like you, you tend to make some curves. So <laughs> everybody loves Michael Keaton. Oh, is and, it that he's Batman? Yeah, and I do not like the Michael Keaton Batman. So <laughs> that but, that that in itself just rubbed me the wrong way. I I I I, I couldn't really totally enjoy it as much as I should have. Okay. Just um, because of Michael Keaton. <laughs> I think he made a really good vulture. He was the right age and uh like they didn't play up to some of the vulture tropes of like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so old and now he needs to find a magic gem to become young again. Uh mm-hmm. they just let him be a, a, a fairly old man who wore a, a bomber jacket and a really cool flight suit. Um, uh, but like my I, I love this movie, honestly. I think it's uh it's probably like my third or fourth favorite Spider-Man movie. I mean, I know there's only been what eight of them. Uh, if you count into <laughs> the spider verse nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my issue with the movie is, which uh, I'm going to turn over here to my notes. I, the accords need to be a, a plot point in this movie because people need to be like, who's Spider-Man? Why isn't he on the accords? And there needs to be a plot point of Peter figuring out that, Tony essentially lied to him about the Accords and what the fight was about. And I think uh, the moment where Tony's like, oh, give me the suit back, because if if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Peter needs to give him the suit back because I think Peter should be upset at Tony throughout most of the movie. Like he should have that uh, that spiteful teenager rage in him where like, you know, you didn't tell me the whole truth and uh, I don't I don't appreciate it. And so when Tony comes and yells at him about interfering with the the weapons bust with the FBI, Peter needs to be like, you take the suit. I don't want it anymore. I don't want anything to do with you. And then the final Mm -hmm. fight is kind of like him proving himself to Tony one more time. And Tony's like, okay, you were right. Here's the accords. You sign it. We introduce you as the newest Avenger. And I think it still can mostly play out the same, but Peter comes off a little bit more mature and he's not, desperately seeking tony's approval he earns tony's approval and respect by being his own hero yeah i hear you i think um i think part of that they expect people to sort of go with a teenage mindset so saying like oh he really doesn't care he's a fan of tony so he's gonna do whatever he says and that's basically kind of like the whole uh when he encounters cap and he says uh you know 
he's like, did they tell you why we're fighting? I think they say that in Civil War. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, he says, he asks, hey, you think you're you think you're right, but you're wrong. That's basically his only only reference to that, you know, in in a way. Yeah. And um, which we never even talked about that with our Civil War discussion. What, who, what, yeah. what side was everyone on? I'm Team Cap. Yeah. Yes. Team Cap. Everyone's come on, man. You got to be Team Cap. <laughs> like you can't you can't even in the comics. When I was reading that, when it came out, I was, I was all with Cap, man. Everyone rides with Cap. Well, you know, uh, just to take a quick moment, then suck it, Lewis. Uh, one of my co-hosts, <laughs> one of my co-hosts, and I have been uh, <laughs> arguing about we've that. Been in a de- since since 2016. Yes, Lewis <laughs> is. He's like Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. Which uh, again, which is, I'm, I'm curious. You know what? Yeah, I mean, in, in, in this whole political environment that we're in currently, I I, I think I have a notion of who. Uh, Lewis might vote for in the next election. No, oh, no, 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 Lewis would definitely. No, no Lewis would definitely vote blue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, you know, it's it's funny. It's fitting though too because this movie takes place right after Civil War, right? Because you get the whole, you see the funny little camera videos that uh, Peter shoots like the whole time on his trip to Germany and how he's dealing with Happy, and he's like, he's like, why are you making all this noise? These are thin walls. And he's like, well, why don't you go to sleep? You know, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, all that teenage stuff is funny. Um, and I think that's why I like the movie. It is, it has a lot of that high school movie feel to it. Um, and it was just cool to see Spider-Man be part of this universe as well. So uh, I think that's why a lot of people like it as well. But yeah, man. I will say one nitpicky thing uh, for me is the wire work is really bad. Um, like there's no weight to Spider-Man when he moves. So like there's that scene in the hotel room where you... You're, you're talking about with like the thin walls he's like talking into his camera and then like happy barges in and he just kind of like hovers and does a backflip away he doesn't like yeah. <laughs> throw his momentum that way he just kind of moves okay. and it like firework yeah. and then again uh when he's um leaving school for the day the first time he just kind of like he levitates over, fence. over the fence you see him like move his yeah. arms with it but he just kind of like just goes that's and like right. I'm like that's obvious wire work. Like it's- who would be in charge of or or responsible for putting the weight behind those movements? Technically, Sony would- is in in making the Spider-Man movies. Right, right, right. Uh, but like I'm Marvel. saying, would the director have to say, you know what? There's it doesn't look right. Let's shoot that yeah. again. There, and then there are yeah. visual who, who effects be- directors and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think you show the, you show the final the effects. Yeah, but both I think you of show the final cut to the director. I'm talking about, yeah, both of those moments I'm talking about, those should have been shot by the director anyway, but yeah. they apparently didn't even think about that sort of thing, which again, it's it's a little nitpick. Like if you're not thinking about it, it doesn't even cross your mind. No, you're like, he's Spider Man, he can just go. But you know what, though? I mean, uh, I'll, I'll explain it away with movie point. magic. This, this is a director <laughs> the, telling the, the kid is- that. You're a kid, so you think you have to raise your hands up and jump like Superman, right? To kind of explain away the wire work, but I agree. Right, but that yeah. that's, that's the directions for the actor. And that's, uh, of course, the director. But who's in charge or who's responsible? That would probably not... be uh, the stunt coordinator, actually. Ah, okay. Think, there you about go. It. Yeah, because he's, he's hooked up to the wire right, work. Yeah. So the, the stunt coordinator would probably be the one really kind of telling him how to go through the motion of it. Okay. All right, Raul. So okay. when you so that, have the job getting, and you do it, you tell Tom Holland to keep his hands, 
You tell him to keep his hands in his pockets right, and jump up next time. <laughs> no, I don't want the job. I just want to criticize it. <laughs> all right. You know what? He can criticize all day. Just can't take the heat. Yeah, man. <laughs> so the end of this, this phase is Infinity War and Endgame. It's kind of a lot, a lot to take in, but what do you guys think after everything, all the films we talked about, we met all these characters. Do you think the story works well towards the end? Is it, is this the best so far to this point, uh, film wise in the MCU? Do you guys think, or what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's definitely the most quality films, uh, um, from the MCU. I think there are really good ones like Iron Man, the first Avenger, the winter soldier guardians of the galaxy. Um, but if you took those 10 or 11 movies and put it against the 11 movies of phase three, I think you get a lot more quality movies out of phase three than you do either of the first two phases. Huh? Interesting. I feel like it's the culmination of everything. And I feel like it's like, it's like when a product matures in a way that that's what uh, phase three is. And then these movies in particular, just, just being able to do similar to like the previous Avenger movies, but on this scale, after everything that's been created before it and to do it with quality the way they did. Um, not like, you know, adapting Infinity Gauntlet to an extent, but uh, changing it to fit with what they created before. I think it it surprisingly worked really well. But it, you would also be remiss to not mention the uh, the divorce from Ike Perlmutter and uh, Kevin Feige becoming the head of Marvel Studios. Because I think yep. Perlmutter was yep. the head of like, marvel entertainment and he he had like such a strict budget on things like uh if he had his way t'challa would have never suited up as black panther in civil war but because kevin feige finally like raised his think about these budget cuts and these limitations that perlmutter was giving him we were able to get black panther in civil war we were able to get spider-man in civil war and we were able to get all these other really great movies out of it because of that yeah, I agree. I didn't know That's about great, that. Great great point. Yeah, man. So it was, what do you it think, was Spikey, well, uh, Yeah, it was it was amazing. And the the most amazing part of, of the film was that they were able to get all these separate, you know, like, okay, you had Captain America in his own film, you had Iron Man in his own film, you had Black Panther in his own film, and they were able to just put it all together and it made sense. And it worked. Uh, you know, so many other movies have tried to put it all together, and it doesn't work. Just like um, this, this, this latest uh, Spider-Man film. You know, where they had the three different Spider-Man, and they actually made three different Spider-Man work together in one film, and it and it came together, and it made sense. And that's mm. what I really liked about it. They, they they pulled all these separate entities and they mixed mm-hmm. them in a bowl and what came out was a nice cake. Yeah. It's what patience gets you. It's it's not like the quick fixes that uh, Sony was trying to do right, previously right. with like the amazing Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. Marvel took the time to build these things and it pays off. It, whereas if you're just trying to be I like, thought you were gonna hey, say DC. Here's I thought you were gonna say crazy DC references. <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit. I'm not going after that. <laughs> yeah. Too easy. Yeah. 
no, sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, no, I think in the way they did Thanos, man, um, was pretty dope. Josh Brolin, you know, brought that character to life and his the children of, you know, Thanos, that whole um, group and collecting the, the Infinity Stones. Um, and like you said, none of it, none of it is possible. Even if we talk about this story, which everyone should know because everything was building towards this, you know, with every phase. Right. Um, like it's it's monumental uh to be honest that's that's the way i look at it um just uh actor wise um property wise the effort that it must have took to get it done oh yeah the, the, product, that the, the, the final it, like, yeah the final you know product that came out i don't think anyone anyone can say anything bad really about those two movies i mean you can nitpick it right like if you really want to like little details about uh the story itself but like yeah it's not silver surfer it's the hulk who crashes into you know strange's house because you know they didn't have the rights at that time yet but you know that kind of stuff you can nitpick about the story but you know i think overall it's still those are my top two um in the mcu still i think and probably definitely in this phase so yeah same uh endgame infinity war easily 1a 1b you could flip flop them i wouldn't care <clears throat> um but yeah it, it is a culmination of a, an era of movie making too because like uh i haven't seen a theater erupt the way it did when cap lifted mjolnir in endgame like mm-hmm. i haven't seen that since and literally i haven't seen that since independence day in 1998 i went to the dollar theater in my local theater in my <laughs> local town and it was packed with people because people were still wanting to see this movie and every time that spaceship blows up the crowd went nuts and I haven't seen that since. Like, I've had a few moments like that where, like, uh, I think Harry Potter when uh, the Weasley mom says, get away from her, you bitch, kind of thing. <laughs> but, like, it's it's a small select group of people that are like, she said a swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Um, Raul, what did you think, man? Are these your favorite films so far in the Marvel universe? Or do you have other ones? Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, the first Iron Man, I really like the 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 origin story of, of Captain America, Black Panther. Yeah, uh, like one of you said it before, at Phase Three is really like better quality than the first. I mean, obviously there there are uh, your favorites that you can that you can mm-hmm. choose from. You know, the, the very beginning, like. Captain America and and uh, and uh, the introduction of Iron Man, which mm-hmm. was wow, which were amazing, but yeah, the, the culmination, as Josh said, of, of this last film that we're talking about, I really enjoyed the, the the mix of all these independent movies and I mean independent characters into mm-hmm. a, a, a cohesive binding working film and mm. what the, the only thing maybe i this might be my nerd side asking too but an origin story of thanos mm. maybe could have you know been because i mean we get introduced to thanos and he's just like a really super bad guy but we mm-hmm. don't know the or what's his reasoning what what's his what's his his crazy logic or 
Well, we we covered in Infinity War. He talks about how uh, he he prophesied essentially that the the materials of his planet would waste away the planet. Yeah, sure, sure. But now it's so far off its axis and it's wasted away. Talking from a a comic book geek. Yeah, yeah. I I see what you're saying. That that whole that might be a little bit too crazy uh, uh, to touch on. But you know how in the comics he's obsessed and basically in love with the entity of death. Mm-hmm. With death, yeah. That wasn't even touched upon. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I, they're I, kind of. That's a bit of the next. Yeah, yeah, for yeah established. I know, I know. But I, I would have liked to a little mention of. Well, they kind of like that's the thing, though. I agree with you. There's one thing I will say, like the end of Avengers. Uh, his his minion says to. Was, doesn't he say something to that effect? Is, like he says, uh, to face Earth is to f- court death. They say something like that at the end of the first Avengers. Yeah, in the, the mid credit scene for the first Avengers, yeah. Or post credit, yeah, mid credits, mid credits. The last yeah. credits is so, Shwarma, so yeah. And then they show him get up and smile, right? Like So that's like kind of a nod to the comic book in a way because uh, he's courting death the whole time and in the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, he's like, what right. more do I have to do? So, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I mean, he is. They're kind of getting there in a way. I'm sure they'll, they'll talk about him a little bit in more Eternals uh, type stories because you know he is kind of like Eternal Deviant uh, mix. Right. That's why yeah, he looks he, like the way it does. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. But I and but, and uh, I totally get that if if you went down that route, most yeah. people turned off by it. I completely yeah. understand that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's just my geeky nerdy comic book side of me that's saying this yeah man i'll say all right like as a kid i used to run i was probably 12 years old at the time 13 years old i would run to the hobby store uh that was like three blocks away that was the only spot that sold comics near me and uh, when that comic came out i still have it somewhere number one infinity gauntlet and seeing him on the cover jim starling um comic dude it's still to this day, it still amazes me sometimes when I see these, these movies and see some of the characters that I never would have imagined as a kid that I would get to see movies with them in it. So it's always right, yeah, probably the most satisfying thing I'll say. Yep. But uh, yeah, man. And any final thoughts? Phase three. I got I got a ranking left to do with everybody, but uh, that's about it. Ooh. We'll do a top three. We'll do a top three uh, or a top five. The A Force scene. <laughs> I, I love that scene. I don't care if it's pandering as shit. I love that scene. My daughter sees that scene every time. Yeah. And she's just in awe of it. And I, I love it because of that. Again, it gives me hope for an A Force movie because A Force is awesome. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. I think it's dope too. Um, that whole, yeah. And Avengers Assembles, obviously, everyone loves that scene. Uh, my one favorite scene, uh, probably still hits me hard in infinity war is the uh the cap showing up scene that's that's like when i get i get the butterflies when he shows up and uh you know mm-hmm. saves vision that, that that always gets me oh oh yeah yes 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 and there's that split mm-hmm. second where he's toe-to-toe with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end, yeah 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 man which yeah, I, I still guys? think that's a really, really interesting thing for Thanos in uh, Infinity War. Pretty much anytime he is confronted, he is never fighting to kill. I think the only time he actually kills anyone is Loki 
and maybe mm-hmm. the collector I, that's never really verified uh-huh. um, but mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah anytime thanos is in an, any kind of altercation he's not working to kill anyone because his, he's just going for his goal which is the infinity stones so basically yeah. just move out of my way yeah yeah he, you're, you're in he doesn't my want way to kill gonna... any one person he wants to just kill half of everyone <laughs> and, and, well yeah again he he's not going to take yeah. a life because his ideally in his mind he he will kill them through random happenstance he's not going to kill them yeah. just because they're yeah. getting in his way yeah so like technically he maybe has three kills in infinity war with loki maybe the collector and vision uh-huh yeah that's true and the vision's debatable because he's not a person everybody i'm just kidding right yeah he's ai he's, he's an AI. android he's, he's killing skynet so no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> now man hey this was awesome guys um any final thoughts uh before the rankings i love these movies ditto yes ditto. They, they, right. they they brought to life things that uh i had only seen printed on paper for many years that's awesome, dude. Can't say it better than that. Um, all right, Josh, mm-hmm. your ranking. Uh, MCU Phase 3. Phase 3, uh, top 3, it's got to be Endgame, Infinity War, and then uh, you could you could flip a coin for me, and it, it could either be Civil War or Black Panther. And yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll happily accept it. Nice. Hmm. What you, Raul? Okay, um... Black Panther, uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. I know that's four, but... I think they're have... kind of one and the same. You, you yeah. really shouldn't watch one without the other. One without the other, yeah. right. Yeah, And agreed. that's not necessarily the, the, the order that I like them in. But those are right. the top three. Okay. Uh, I will go with uh, Infinity War, Endgame. Uh, yeah, if you count that as one, then I have uh, Civil War after that and Thor Ragnarok. So those are those are mine ah, right there. Respectable. Yeah. Nice, man. Awesome, guys. Okay. I didn't know if we would be able to do this. I know we ran a little longer still, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I was going to just say know. that the edit for this one is going to be fun, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Thank you guys again for doing this. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's it, y'all. That's the end of uh, the MCU Phase 3. Uh, and thanks again to Sir Ska, uh, Josh from Talking Smack for coming on, and uh, also to Raul the Zeltron. And tune in next week as we finish up this month on Marvel with Phase 4 and uh, get into it right before, you know, you watch Thor and uh, maybe after you've seen Miss Marvel. So. Thanks again for listening. It's your boy, Sam C. Sam, peace out and God bless.